0: Welcome to the Mike Hewitt Show, 10 years and growing. It's about family, business, work, and politics like you've never heard it before. Yep, it's true. There's more than just a touch of wry humor mixed in. And now your
1: host, Mike Hewitt. Folks, I am Mike Hewitt, co-hosts Miles Bauer and Ludwig von Wiedemdorski. Listen, are you following this China stuff, Lud?
0: Yeah, I always follow stuff with China. So
1: mass surveillance, and this was your article. Yep. This is from, me. this is your fault. It's always my fault. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to, I know that's true. Mass surveillance in China. Lud, what are they doing in China? What are, What are we talking about?
0: So we know that China does a lot of, they're, they're more advanced in the social credit score. And I guess what we would, a lot of people would consider like the 1984 type stuff. When
1: you consider, did you use the word advanced? Yeah. I consider it to be very regressive.
0: Well, when I say advanced, because the technology they're using to do it.
1: I, I get it, be, yeah. but beyond that, it's the same control tactics that brought them to power as communists, and not to be shrill, but it's the same tactics that the SS used and in Cheka used in the Soviet Union. This is nothing new, other than the technology that they're using to advance. Oh
0: it. yeah, those former leaders wish they had this technology. Oh, absolutely.
1: All right, so tell me how it works.
0: So. so the, the thing I saw on this that was the most scary was that it's now to the point where they have your blood sample, so they have your DNA. If you are jaywalking, yep. they can read through their camera by the way you walk.
1: So the artificial intelligence mm-hmm. recognizes my stride.
0: The stride, because it actually has a w- way through your DNA how you, your gait would be.
1: So it says, uh-oh, there's Mike Hewitt, and he jaywalked.
0: Yeah, regardless if it sees your face or not. Right. It can tell who you are. It'll then take a picture, fine you, and convict you. So there's no uh, fighting the ticket. Right. So you will find you and convict you with no ability to fight it. Then it will post in your neighborhood that you are convicted of jaywalking. Right. Now, we're using jaywalking as the minimalist crime. This is like the most lowest level crime you could get, right? Okay, yeah. So use your imagination on how bad this could be. You'll be convicted with no trial, plastered across the neighborhood that you're a jaywalker. Find. Yep, fine. But not just find. They automatically deduct it from your checking account. Right. So you don't even have a choice in paying it. They automatically deduct it, which really works when you have a digital currency. And then on top of that, your credit social score will go down, which means you can't buy anything at a vending machine. You can't play video games. You can't leave the what they call 15-minute city. Right. They have total and utter control of your life.
1: So and I don't know if you remember the story, so I'm... My wife and I take our old RV down south, uh-huh. and we we're, we're, I think we were actually actually it caught an image on the way there, and on the way back, we went from Michigan through Indiana, <laughs> folks. I wish you could see Ludwig. We went through Indiana, crossing into the to the state of Kentucky, and on that bridge because you're crossing a waterway, uh-huh. didn't know it at the time. They're taking a picture of the RV. On the way back, they take another picture of the same vehicle. This is in America, not China. And probably a month goes by, I'm back home, vacation's over, and I get a bill in the mail for not paying my, well, what do you toll. call it? My toll. I didn't yeah. pay the toll. It was 13 or $14. Keeping in mind, I left Indiana, went into Kentucky, and I got a bill from New Jersey demanding that I pay the toll. So it's a company set up. Yeah. And the government's down there. I don't know which or both have have contracted. My point is, is that we're further down the path than you think we are.
0: Yeah, no, I, I know that like, I'll use that even if there's a long line at the cash toll. I'll go through the easy pay line. I don't. I just got an easy pay, by the way, because I got tired of the long lines and we're traveling so much for hockey and whatnot. But I, I'll go through the easy pass yeah. and then go online and pay the tolls but because this, I know they have my license. But on. hang
1: on. This wasn't an easy thing. This was, this was like China. I had no clue there was a toll there, folks. I didn't know there was a toll. I might have went somewhere else. I might have chosen one of a dozen other methods to get to Florida. That's where I was going. Did they? I didn't know there was a toll. Did
0: your vehicle get tagged for being too heavy for that bridge? Then? Nope.
1: That's what they do with everybody. That's how they to- I went and did some research on it. When I got the bill in the mail, I threw it in the trash can. There's no indicator? Folks, I thought it was a scam. I Honestly, I thought... It was a scam. You know, yeah. you get scammed yeah. in your email. Thought, okay, now they're mailing me scams. Threw it in a trash can about a 30 day later. I get a late notice. You've not paid. They charged me whatever it was. And then preparing for another trip, six months later, my wife pays it. And now that bill was 70-some dollars. The difference was fines, fees, late fees, etc. And it all comes from evidently there is a there is a whole bunch of roads that come together. And then they split on the other side of the waterway. There may have been a sign. I got and read the law in that area. Supposedly, there is a sign. I didn't see it. My wife didn't see it. Our great dame that's parked in the front window didn't see it. (laughs) I'm I'm just telling you, folks, I got no idea. But I know I paid a toll, and it was not disclosed, and I didn't have to make a choice, pay the easy or stop and flop my money. None of those things. Do me a favor, because I think we're on a topic here that's got a hold of us. Brian, will you play that for me, please? Mike Hewitt here. An astronaut returns to Earth in 2023. He left in 73. For him, those 50 years were just a 30 day mission. Imagine his first impressions his church, an empty building, his family members that gathered weekly now barely speak. Technology galore, but illiteracy is on the rise. No more news, just perpetual opinion. Everything is different, strange. Pump your own gas, nine times more expensive. You're the grocery cashier and bagger for eight times higher prices. The price of a car, 14 times higher. Wages? By far the slowest to increase. How are people making it? Both parents work. Who's raising the kids? The internet? What's an internet? The malls that kill downtown shopping are all but gone themselves? Nobody's talking to each other? No children playing in the yards? Folks, we've come a long way in two generations, but are we sure we're heading in the right direction? Find the Mike show on Spotify and Apple Podcast. You'll like it. Ludwig, the reason I wanted to tie that spot into what you're talking about with China is that we're right behind them. <laughs> Folks, I'm just telling you, we're right behind them. And, and I tell you that, by the way, how, got, how I got on this recent tirade, if you will, my sister and brother-in-law are approaching their 50th anniversary. I'm 62, so I was 12 or 13 when they got married. An adult, relatively speaking, my memory recorders were on. I remember the world that I lived in. I remember the family got together every single weekend. Did your family used to get together every single weekend? Yeah, and they still do. do. Do they? Every Sunday. Every Sunday. A lot of folks don't. When I when I was young, that's it wasn't like, golly, we don't want to do it this week. It was it was part of life, and there was value in it. And it's we, we went beyond that. So at any rate, I'm reflecting back on my sister and brother in law's 50th anniversary. And it caused me to start looking at the changes that we've encountered. 14, 15, 16, 17% increases, not percent, um, times. That's, that's outrageous. And the inflation, the wages are just not keeping up. And I paused and I think, like I asked in that spot, how are folks making it? Back then, When in 1973, you had stay-at-home mothers. And I don't want to get into the father and the mother argument right now. You had a stay-at-home parent. I don't care about the rest of that debate. Somebody, the folks made decisions to have children. Somebody stayed home with them. So I look at what's going on in our in our high school culture, in our young 20s, 30s culture, a lot of anxiety, a lot of anger, illiteracy ramped up like we've not seen in two generations, by the way. And you pause and go, wait a minute, shouldn't we be getting better, not falling backwards So you start talking about China and how they're going to control everything. And I'm thinking, no, I'm seeing that here.
0: Yeah, our control is different. One of those things is TikTok. And believe it or not, Chinese company, they're using that kind of platform that was created to control us. Because how many times have you went to a family dinner at a a restaurant or even in person and all the kids are on their phones? And TikTok's one of the top apps for these kids because they're quick videos and they can be entertained briefly, quickly and in different different, uh, topics funny sad dancing all these different things quick and it hit all those endorphins and they don't have they're with family but they're not with family
1: um well they're sitting in a room full of people but they're a million miles away mentally yeah well listen i've and we're we're gonna have to go to a break but when we come back we got to pick up on that because truthfully you need to help me understand the angst against tiktok i'll tell you my perceptive i'm looking forward to yours folks stay with us we'll be right back Here's my pushback on the TikTok thing, and I and by the way, I know I'm wrong. So let me preface it by saying I know I'm wrong. I'm asking you to help me understand. Oh my God, folks! You got to see the look on his face. Is it
0: raining pigs outside? <laughs> wow. Are pigs flying?
1: Wow! Hell has frozen over. Listen, I look at when I look at social media, I look at it through the prism of doing this this radio show, mm-hmm. and so the sixty second feature. I asked Brian to play before the break. That airs on, well, obviously Spotify and Apple Podcast and now it adds on this show, but it's also on Facebook and on X or whatever they call Twitter nowadays. I call it the X-Files because I'm old. And I it, it airs all over the place. But it's also on TikTok. When I look at the numbers of viewership, when I look at the numbers of viewership, Uh, On TikTok, it is more than, it's more than, folks, they're passing a note around, acknowledging that on this day, I acknowledged being wrong.
0: We're going to hang that right here. (laughs) So you can always remember Oh
1: my, it's a tough, tough crowd. (laughs) The the numbers of views on TikTok add up to significantly more for that 60-second feature than they do on all of the rest of the social media this show is invested in entirely. Mm -hmm. So what's the downside that I'm not seeing?
0: Well, it's the algorithms. And that's why you're getting so many views there.
1: I get it. But listen, I'm okay with that. And let me tell you why. If there's somebody that's 18 or 19 or 20, and they're willing to follow what I'm saying to give them, not that I'm right, by the way, but if they're willing to open their ears for an alternative way of seeing things, if they can take my point, your point, Miles's point, Brian's point, they've got their mind opened up wide enough, and I mean that earnestly, to take in other points of view than an 18, 19, 20 year old might have. I'm good with that. But the problem
0: is you're not getting those people.
1: Okay, well when i not. When I look at who's looking at it, you think it's gonna be a bunch of 60 year old guys, and it isn't.
0: No, but those people so TikTok's algorithms are so narrowed in, and this is where Facebook and Instagram and those wish they had the algorithm TikTok does. They are so narrowed in. You can watch one video and your entire feed will be filled with that the next day off of one. Right. That's part of the reason I got off TikTok. They actually lost me by doing that because I went to TikTok because I got tired of the political spectrum. I wanted to be entertained with videos. I got sick of the MAGA videos and the anti-Democrat videos and the left is horrible videos that I was seeing on Instagram and Facebook because of my political posts and everything. And I don't feed into that. I don't want to live that world. I watch the reels for the entertainment aspect. I watch the news for the political. So when I went to TikTok, I had a friend that does all that. They do all their political stuff on there, their reels are. And they sent me one. By the next day, every reel I was seeing
1: was yeah, that. I, and I'm, I'm like, not a,
0: man, I am getting off
1: here. I've not experienced that. And look, but, but listen, the only, and this is a racial statement because I'm trying to learn. But the only political stuff that I see that they run by me are black conservatives, I'm just being candid with you because I went out looking for black voices. Exactly, I did. But I'm good with that, by the way. I can't tell you how much I've learned from listening to these folks. They're good people. And I'm going, wait a minute. I thought TikTok was rotten, and I'm finding folks that are good
0: people. Okay, so here's where the rotten part comes in. All right. They just put you in a realm where you believe that all black people love. No, no, no. No, 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 not you. Not you, Mike. you got to take this as somebody who as a young twelve-year-old, yep. or thirteen, or fourteen, even twenty-year-old, you gotta don't take it as what you are. You're you're above the average person. Take the average Joe who's young and influential.
1: Better write that down and put it on a piece. Push, push that back to the board operator, please. You're
0: still wrong. Yeah. But
1: take it to that person.
0: Don't, you got to take yourself out of this. Sometimes this person that's you know a young kid, and they're depressed and they're seeing a video of a depressed. They look for other girls that are depressed. Yep. And all the algorithm sends them is girls that are depressed. They're going to believe every girl in their age group is depressed because they see nothing but that. So if you're getting only black conservatives, you're going to go, what do you mean black people vote for Democrats? All I see are black conservatives. Right. Right. But you're more intellectually knowing and honest than that to know that's not true. I look
1: at voting Yes.
0: (laughs) You're like, yeah, right, that's the 4%. To me, it's
1: still just math.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm seeing the total 4% that are out there. But that's where the the downfall of the TikTok is, is that, remember, they're trying to tribalize us. Yep. China knows that. And how do they do it? They take the algorithm so fine, they tribalize us through their social app to make you deeper into that tribe. You live within your bubble. You think everybody thinks like you do.
1: Then what you're telling me is there's a lot of stupid people in this world. That's how I interpreted what you just said. Uh I don't. I'm just telling you know my you. truth.
0: Probably, yeah, I believe that. But at the same time, <laughs> it's not even stupid. It's
1: it's naivete. Yeah, it's. But it's, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's not wanting to it, know. But it is it is woefully wanting naivete. Yeah, they want to believe. But I think that's a human nature Yeah, they thing. want to be told the Where truth. Where you and I disagree on this, and it's a really narrow disagreement, by the way. Mm-hmm. You're probably right. On TikTok, I get algorithms. We've done entire episodes on this show about, frankly, my belief of how negative algorithms are and what impact they're having on our culture. You've fallen in love with reels. I think they're every bit as bad as TikTok, if that's what we're going to define as bad. But reels
0: are TikTok. Reels were the answer to TikTok. Right. It's the
1: same thing. Yeah. But that's what you watch. Somehow you feel more warm and fuzzy if that screwball that owns Facebook is the guy manipulating you rather than the screwball that's that whoever... No, no. I like... It's the algorithm. I I like that. They both are using algorithms. I know. I know that. Yep. But the algorithm at
0: TikTok, the moment I watch one political, I got all political. Yep. At uh, Facebook where I watch most of them, I don't get any political because but I get me, funny, I get, like, we're people on the street. I want to be entertained with those, so I'll get that kind right, of stuff. But
1: let me put my political hat back on for a moment. And the one that wants to win, not the analyst one, mm-hmm. the one that wants to win, Yep, the left, the fringe left, not the average Democrat that we just disagree with on policy issues. The fringe left is who controls those algorithms. Mm-hmm and they don't want to just have you think one thing politically they want to make the right the right the right side of the of the american spectrum they want to keep you angry and enraged and insulted and fearful by the way cuz fearful is powerful so when i look at the angry mob as i affectionately refer to the folks that have currently taken over the republican party in a number of purple states most of those people are really, really good people. Mm-hmm. But algorithms have driven them to be enraged and they see a boogeyman behind every 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 rock. It's 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 and it's caused by algorithms. Yes. That's what's driving it.
0: It's trying They're, to divide a picture in a bubble. They
1: are purposely breaking apart the conservative side of the United States. Yeah. That's yeah. a fact. It's You can argue with me, you can swear swear at the radio and disagree with me, but I'm telling you it is a documented fact that they are purposely trying to make you, you're going to hate the establishment, you're going to hate grassroots, you're going to hate major donors, you're going to hate the party, you're going to hate whatever, they just want the hate.
0: But while the the at the same time, they're keeping the left away from any truth of what's actually happening.
1: Well, I agree with that. So I talked to family members about something that Biden, <coughs> some outrageous thing that Biden said. We've talked about this a number of times, and they look at me like, "What the heck are you talking about?" They, they, not, it's not that they disagree with me; they have no information whatsoever on most of the things that he's actually doing.
0: They think you made it up. They do. You're lying. That didn't happen. Yeah, because well, on their side, they were told that you make
1: things up. But they're all they're all about the the if if Miles put words in his mouth, if it was him, he'd be yelling about bad orange man. Yeah. Everything that they're being told is that Trump is a threat to the democracy and he's got to be taken down. And it doesn't matter what the expense or cost is, take him out. Well, folks, the expense and cost is truth. Yeah. That's what the expense. And to me, is just a candidate. Well, and
0: like Miles always says, that's the first casualty of war is. And is, really we're in a political war right
1: now. We are. In a, we've, we've been in a cultural war, this show is approaching its 11th anniversary next next month. By the way, I'm going to celebrate it this year by having the first Cinco de Mayo day. You believe oh, that? my God. I'm, no, I'm teasing you. Okay. No. <sighs> Saratoga Day. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm just telling
0: you. Now you're really confused with people.
1: Yeah, I know. I, I've, every, year, every year when we get to that. He's <laughs> <night, laughs> like, Saratoga? What? Huh? We need a Saratoga day.
0: Yeah.
1: Every day. It doesn't it was, sell. It doesn't sell. It did, Bell. It, Liquor sold the other. Folks, we've got to go to a break. We'll be right back. Folks, if you're just tuning in, my name is Mike Hewitt. Co hosts Miles Bauer and Ludwig von Wiedendorski. Listen, let me do some of my housekeeping. First, I got to brag, we are broadcasting from our flagship station here in beautiful Holland, Michigan, on the shores of Lake Michigan, but we are blessed to be carried by fine affiliates across a whole bunch of states. Folks, if you're hearing us somewhere outside of Michigan, I got to tell you, you've made a wise decision because you've tuned in to a very good affiliate of ours. Thank you for doing that. Listen, I, I got to tell you, one of, we don't do a lot of interviews here, so those familiar with the show will know that. On an occasion, we do, but it's only when we turn to our short list of favored uh, guests, and in that case, that's what we've got today. So, Senator Lana Tice, welcome back to the Mike Hewitt Show. Thank you so much for having me join you. I really appreciate it. Ah, listen, I got to tell you, I—it's a heavy topic that we've got to talk about. But you know <laughs> what makes what makes you one of our favorites is that is it always such an easy, nice conversation. So, folks that don't know Lana Tice, she is a state senator from the great state of Michigan. But it's on a couple issues that affect a number of the states that hear us, and I believe America in total. So, what I'm, what I'm hoping to talk about with you, Senator, uh, maybe a couple things. But the first of them is up in Macosta County, Michigan, you've got the Goshen um, Chinese, or as I call them, Ch- ChaiCom Battery Company uh, up there. <laughs> They're getting state funded to build a Chinese communist battery company in the state of Michigan. Did I summarize that appropriately? That is correct. I actually saw, recently saw
2: news for this same company to build in Illinois, and it was making national news, and, and their incentive package was 530 some million. dollars. And my post on my an um, x feed at that point was governor whitmer saying here hold my beer the commitment that we made to them and i've got the original paperwork was an incentive package in excess of 1.1 billion dollars billion with a b uh, for this organization that that uh, is a wholly owned subsidiary of a company that has stated its allegiance to the Chinese Communist Party and actually has done uh, activities with the Chinese Communist Party so when this organization says it's okay we don't have any ties I I find that extraordinarily hard to believe
1: well you're and you're, we're see- you're, Go ahead, sorry. you're so much more diplomatic than me when I when I read it I thought <laughs> they're bold faced liars. Uh, and by the way, I'm watching them do exercise routines, and it's it's it was a it was a view right out of the the communist revolution when they had their their pseudo militaria gearing up for the revolution. I, I'm sorry, wearing that's, the uniforms. Yes, that, it's that's amazing. Exactly, that's exactly what I saw, Senator. That was my interpretation. But listen, I I got to be naive for a second and have you coach me on a couple things. If You know, we're here in West Michigan, Ludwig and I and and Miles. Actually, Miles is from Illinois, so we get—I wish he was able to be here because that's— I would love to have his take because he's been pointing at the blue state of Michigan, as he calls it, saying, you guys got them coming. Well, now both sides of this show have them coming. But the part that disturbs me, Senator, is I look at the monies that Governor Whitmer is going to gift them. They've not kept any of their agreements— On what the even the even the wages that they promised to pay prospective employees has shrunk. And I pause and I I think if I make a trip across the state from Grand Rapids to Detroit, let's say Metropolitan Airport, for me to get from here to there, I'm going to pass a lot of folks that are living in what I think of as a third world nation squalored condition. I don't know if you think I'm describing it fair, but that's how I see a fair portion of Wayne County. And I think to myself, self, if we've got that kind of money to squander, why aren't we investigating and investing it in rebuilding faith, family, and education, not only in Wayne County, but in Saginaw, Michigan, in, in across the state of Michigan? What are we thinking to do this? Because we're not, and everybody knows going in, including Governor Whitmer, that we're not going to get what they're promising her. Do you have any idea, Senator, what motivates her to bypass helping Michigan citizens in helping Chicoms instead?
2: It's actually worse than you're characterizing because it's not just that we're not helping them. We're actually taking their taxpayer dollars from them to give to these other organizations. So it's it. And to your point, uh, I have no idea what the governor is thinking. It makes literally no sense. If you truly cared about the people of Michigan, there is no way you would do this on, on any scale. So Michigan is known for its Great Lakes. We're known for our waterways. We're known as a destination place because of that. And the there is no thorough environmental review of the location for Macosta County where they can even point, like, we looked at this and we saw that this isn't going to hurt the water. Here is the proof of it. There, none of that. We're just throwing money at them. So it's, it, it's an environmental threat. It is a threat because of its ties to the Chinese Communist Party, and we've, we're hearing this across the country. Other governors have actually prohibited them from coming into their state because of their ties to the Chinese Communist Party. So I, And I have major concerns about the environment as well. Republicans aren't known for, for formally embracing all things environmental. Well, the truth is, we genuinely care about the environment, but what we care about are the real parts of... of the threat, right? So if you're taking, I don't know, uh, battery parts and you're putting them on top of a major aquifer, that should be reviewed before you actually send government money, take taxpayer dollars from those people you were describing, and send it to this organization that has money coming out of its ears at this point. And in order to have the opportunity then to harm our environment in ways that we will never be able to, to correct, that aquifer sits very, very close to the Muskegon River, which runs through a bunch of lakes, which then ends up in our Great Lakes, 80% of Michigan's fresh water, 20% of uh, the globe's fresh water, like, or, or America's fresh water, but it is it is
1: unbelievable. It, it absolutely it absolutely is. Senator Ludwig, they're doing what, this. Ludwig, what were you trying to ask? Yeah, sir? so,
0: Senator, this is Ludwig. Uh, you, you mentioned the identity of Michigan. Uh, do you think that the governor, in any point during her times, even remotely tried to use our identity or even remotely consider our identity in anything she's done? It doesn't appear to me that she's doing
2: any kind of thorough review of of how to protect Michigan and her citizens. It looks to me like... She is very much geared toward trying to find the next step in the ladder at a federal level. And I I, 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 I am so offended by that as a Michigan citizen. As someone
1: who's
0: dedicated my life to helping our citizens.
1: Senator, I agree with that as a motive. She's looking at a federal job for for herself.
0: Well, I ask that because we got, you know, one of our biggest auto manufacturers in the world, number one in trucks, Ford, who's announced they're not going to be doing EVs. They're going to drop that program as one of their main sources, and yet you're bringing a battery factory to our state. Where does that help in our identity, uh, as you would call it?
1: Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a fascinating thing. Listen, one of the things I want to ask you is about grassroots, the folks on the ground, in in the communities in Macosta County. This to, I'm being naive again. So, Lud and Brian, you guys can make fun of me, but it seems to me that this would be a unifying issue from left and right because there's something negative that both sides of the divide in the united states should be pushing back hard against if you're a, if you're a left if you're a left wing democrat first off thank you for listening to the show but you should be on the same team as we are on this it is an absolute threat to the environment anybody that looks at lithium and thinks that would be great in the drinking water needs their head examined
2: I'm just telling Absolutely. You. And your point is well made. It actually has been a rallying cry for both the left and the right. And what they've ended up doing, it's, it, it is amazing how this community has come together. I have so much respect for them. They, they went and collected enough signatures to recall the board that made the decision to do this in the first place. They did it so quickly, two of the board members just resigned. Like they're, they're like, never mind, I'm not even going to go back to the ballot. The remainder will be on the ballot in November, and they can kick the whole board out if that's what they choose to do. But collecting signatures is not an easy thing. Getting enough to do that and to, to set them up for recall, that's not an easy thing. And they recently, it's it's an organization um, called MESA, the Macosta Environmental and Security Alliance. And they just notified the attorney general, they just notified a bunch of bureaucrats, including the governor, in this space saying, we are going to sue you right. because you haven't considered any of these things. I, I, I the, don't see that organization, saying, is protect. you can find it at protectmacosta.org They're going to bring the governor to attention on what's going they, on with this, and are, she better start paying attention. Yep, it matters.
1: Senator, we're out of time, so, and listen, I, we've got to get you back again. There is so much on this to discuss, but Senator Lana Tice, thank you very, very much for joining us. Folks, we'll be right back. Thank you. Ludwig, so here's what I'm reading. Hundreds of pages of newly released memos spark fresh corruption charges ahead of Biden's first Biden impeachment inquiry hearing. I think I misread that, but you get the point. Yeah. Dude, listen, first off, the impeachment stuff to me is not a mark of statesmanship and revenge is, in my view, not leadership. That said, does he need to be impeached? So
0: I wrestle on it because a lot of the, the crimes that were alleged are during the vice presidency, right? So I'm not sure how that all works because I thought impeachment was during the presidency.
1: Well, before, because
0: think... he could pardon himself right now. So if he felt he was in the wrong when he just pardon himself
1: for many crimes, hey, listen. This is I I don't I don't know either. By the way, but what I do know is that if these things are true. If he made these kind of deals with foreign leaders, whether whether it be Ukraine, but we know China,
0: for a fact he did with Ukraine. He said it on a stage. He
1: did say that. There's
0: not even when. So when you hear "there's no smoking gun," that was a he said uh, it. He laughed about it and even like bragged about it.
1: Quid pro quo. Yes. Fire and, him,
0: or you're not getting the money.
1: Yeah, and that is that is a quid pro quo. But but the problem that I have with it when you're trying to dice it, vice president versus president is all of these things affect his judgment now as a mm-hmm. president interacting with these companies. Mm-hmm. If they've got transaction records of billions of dollars, millions at least, going to him and or his son or and him and his son's partner, um, all of those th- things incriminate him. They're going to make him have a different judgment set than he would if he were clean.
0: So the question I have, in, then, and this is where I would struggle with this, why yep. did we wait? We had four years.
1: I think they I think that to investigate was, him. Well, what do you th- do? You think they should not?
0: No, it's not that I don't think they should. It doesn't look good for us, and here's the problem: it looks like it's uh, revenge. Revenge. It and I remember Rush talking back when Bush was in office because they had talked about wanting to impeach Bush for war crimes and yep. different things there, and he said we got to get off this idea of impeachment just because we Clinton did, and he even thought that was weak. Yep. Post it all.
1: Yeah, I did too back then. That
0: we can't use this as a weapon, of. Well, we don't like the guy. It's a, politi- peach it,
1: it's a political tool.
0: It's now become and, that.
1: And that's the last thing that it was meant to be in, in the. But listen, my other issue I have with it. First off, I agree with most of everything you said. Um, but my other issue with it is that even if the House decides to charge him, he's going to be out of office before the Senate can acquit him. And the Senate will acquit him, mm-hmm. just so you know. My only pushback to what I just said, meaning I'm arguing with myself on this, folks, is that if he's guilty, he needs to be charged. That, to me, is what makes us a rule of law nation. Yes. If they have evidence that, I mean, out of evidence, if they've got something in their hand, these hundred pages, et cetera, that documents he's guilty, then we ought not to say, gee golly, he's almost out of time anyhow. Yep. That should not be our answer. But but revenge ought not to be our motivation. That's that's how I wrestle with that.
0: And that's what it looks like. It does even though I believe most of these are crimes, I believe that he is compromised
1: from That's the, the, word, from the that's evidence. the word that's the perfect word. It's the word I was really hunting for. His his judgments have been compromised. Yeah. He is not there negotiating on the best behalf of we the people. He's there making sure that mud doesn't get thrown at him.
0: Yeah, because let's face it, like with and, Hillary, and maybe
1: making more money. By the way,
0: when the foundation, the Clinton Foundation, was getting millions of dollars in donations, the moment she lost the presidency, it stopped getting any money. Uh, Hunter Biden was getting huge paying jobs and board positions that he didn't
1: earn. He even he even acknowledged that he wouldn't have got them. Yeah. So, uh, but he wasn't
0: getting them after his vice presidency. But
1: but, so, but you know if if he is charged. He will not be found. He's the the Senate is not going to find him guilty. Well, I, I don't
0: know if that's a dead certainty. You got a fifty fifty split, and it always comes down to really the cinema and the mansion vote.
1: I don't trust them.
0: I don't either. But then you got Kamala. Does she be president? Because she be the splitter? She be the split?
1: There you go. I just don't think. I don't think. I think it's a dead end
0: road. Or does it have to be sixty forty? Well, um, it's just gonna be fifty one, right?
1: I think it's just a simple majority. Yeah.
0: So if Kamala would be the deciding vote. is she be president? Well, I, that's interesting.
1: I, yeah, I, I I can only tell you that he's not, I'd, I'd be flabbergasted if he really ran again. Man, I,
0: they're running out of time. You know, Newsom was with Hannity this week, and he should have asked him, are you 100% not taking the nomination? And, and he was like, well, but that's a hypothetical. He's like, no, are you not 100% right now? I'm going to say you will never take the nomination for 2024. He goes, no, I won't do it. Right. And here's let me. And they will be the nominee. You ready
1: for my? You ready for my prediction? Yeah. I think the Democrat National Convention is going to be a sixty-eight style food fight because the overwhelming majority of the Democratic electorate they look at him the same way we do. Whether we agreed with him when he still had his brain is separate. They're looking at him now, and he's largely incompetent, mm-hmm. both physically incapable and mentally. And I'm not being mean, folks. I'm just telling you what I see. And if you start looking at any of the polling, even polling done by very leftist organizations, they're all reporting that the Democrat base are going, oh, stop. So
0: Get off the stage. Before we run out of time, then, I want to ask you about this. Find
1: your way off the stage. Good luck with that.
0: Uh, Hillary lost the nomination. Super yep. delegates gave it to her. Right. So Biden doesn't have a primary uh, opponent come but, the convention.
1: But. But
0: do the there, delegates have to give them to him. They can
1: be there. Can be floor nominations. There can and there and there will be.
0: And what do the if you're a delegate and you're said to vote for Clinton, I, I, or I don't Biden. I, do you I have don't know? To?
1: Listen, the super delegate thing was rewritten within the Democratic bylaws, and I don't. Frankly, I'm not familiar with the new writing. Yeah, I know it was rewritten because the folks didn't like what happened that you're that you're referring to. Yeah, I don't know the new version. I've heard. Hard as it is to imagine, but they don't share it with me, and I didn't go look. <laughs>
0: just, but so I'm even just, if you're a regular delegate, like I remember yeah. Jack Holmes wanting to be the delegate to nominate Trump. So you're, and he said, "I promise." He had a pledge that he was going to do it for Trump. Yep. Yeah. So when he got there, he pledged it.
1: He did, but but listen,
0: he could change when he got there.
1: Well, he could have, but here's the thing, you folks, he's talking about what happened in the state of Michigan in '16. And Dr. Jack Holmes at the time was very deeply involved in local and state Republican Party mm-hmm. politics, earned it in my view. Oh, yeah. But the Republican Party in the state of Michigan had all of its electorals sign a pledge, yeah. not just Dr. Holmes. No, that was
0: just our, our congressional district. I remember having to do it,
1: it, Well, I was yeah. chair of that district.
0: Yeah. So when you say 68, I guess I want to get some perspective to this. What what could happen? What could well, we see there?
1: 68, they had riots in the streets out in front of in Chicago,
0: you think where? Where is the party, the uh, convention this year for the Democrats? Do we even know?
1: Brian, do you know where it's at? I have no idea. They didn't invite me. Why not? I don't know. Just, <laughs> I thought we were going to broadcast
0: know. live from there. I don't. know. If Can it's you... going to be like '68, we need to. Well, we should. We do need to do a remote. Oh yeah. We'll just do it in glass, um, uh, bulletproof glass.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think Brian's looking it up for us right now. <laughs> I'm. I'm only telling you that I think it's going to be a food fight at their convention. I'm not predicting riots in the streets, but I I don't think it's going to be a a unanimous vote for, you know, the stumbling joke. You mean
0: it won't look like Philadelphia this week, where there's smash and grabs everywhere and it's out of control? I don't think it'll be that bad, but it might be. I mean, depending where it's at.
1: Listen, if those folks, and I don't blame them.
0: Oh, guess where? where I thought so, Chicago. Chicago again. I thought it was Chicago. I
1: love how history does that.
0: Oh my gosh. Chicago, <laughs> but, 68.
1: Listen, if you're a Democrat, and I mean this honestly right now, I'm being respectful. If you're a Democrat, you've worked your behind off to advance whatever it is that's causing you to be motivated. And then you get down there and you realize that the, this, whatever they call the super delegates now, flipped you off and told you, too bad for you and everybody that stands beside you. We're going to do it our way because we got backroom deals with Biden. Uh, listen, so some of those folks are going to be angry. So That's my prediction.
0: If it is Biden, is it still Kamala?
1: I don't know if he'll derail her or not.
0: Because aren't they running out of time? I mean, we're talking it's almost they October.
1: They are. I think November 1st is is the cutoff to give enough time for a candidate to get ramped up. Even if That's, it's Newsom? You, uh, let, let's say it's Newsom. Or, Could or, he get in in January? Does he have Whit- enough time? Or Whitmer of Michigan. Don't Do not set her aside. She's every bit... Just like you heard in an early show, with with Senator Tice mentioning that she was looking who's
0: scarier, Whitmer or Newsom? Not scarier Holy for the country. Wow. Who's scarier as a nominee?
1: I, listen, I I I think Whitmer would be a tough person to beat. Wow. I do. Um, she checks all the boxes. She's she's not a great debater, but Biden was barely there. Um, th- they don't care about those things. And to your point earlier, they're going to believe whatever. MSNBC tells them anyhow. Yeah. That's the news to them. Whatever Rachel Maddow says is, I would agree. that's the whole world.
0: I'd agree, because as bad as it was at Michigan, not even be able to get your freedom seeds, we still reelected her.
1: Yeah, overwhelmingly. <laughs> now, now, in 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 her defense, if you can imagine, in my view, we ran very defective candidates. Yes. I, and, the, and the I think Tudor and... Dixon was fine. The rest of our ballot, statewide ballots were, were challenging. Yes. So we got to be honest about that. Dixon We've, was good. She didn't win. We lost. Yeah, folks, please, please, please be safe. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week.